I have had some of the most amazing conversations with my clients over the last couple of weeks, and one topic in particular keeps coming up, and that is the topic of sexual intimacy, sex after infidelity. Lisa, how in the world do you reestablish intimacy within your relationship when you've been betrayed? Is it even possible? We are going to dive deep into the topic of sex after betrayal on today's episode of Beauty Beyond Betrayal. But first, I want to share with you a great five-star review that we had come in lately from Stephanie Clark, and I just want to shout out and say thank you to Stephanie. She said, wow, and this is a five-star review, just wow, this podcast offers so much hope to any woman who has been betrayed. Lisa is so inspiring and encouraging in her desire to help you through the betrayal process. I'm so relieved that there's a podcast like this one, helping women who are hurting and in need to see the beauty of life again. Stephanie, thank you so much for that five-star review. And if you have found help through this podcast, hope, any kind of encouragement whatsoever, please, by all means, leave us a five-star review. Also, you can leave your comments. I would love to shout you out on the podcast as well. And below in the show notes, there's this little ask me question. You can actually send me a question and I will answer it on one of my episodes. I will be glad to do that for you. So make sure to do that. It keeps us going out in the airwaves and the algorithms so that women across the globe can find us and they can find hope and healing through this broadcast. So beautiful, grab your pen and paper. Today is going to be an amazing broadcast. Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her, must have been my fault and this pain, it'll never go away until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. 
So today, yes, beautiful, we are diving deep into the topic of sex. So if you have littles in the room, you might want to get them on an iPad or put them in their coloring books and crayons and it's summertime, get them doing some kind of summer activities so that little ears can get away. We usually do pretty much to keep this PG. Uh, but today we are going to talk about reestablishing sexual intimacy after betrayal. And this is not an easy topic by any means. And I've had quite a number of clients who have approached me and said, Lisa, do you do the sex talk? <laughs> and yes, I do the sex talk. And so we are going to tackle that today because it's one that needs to be addressed. It's kind of like the elephant in the room, so to speak, because we're like, okay, we're working towards our own recovery. We're doing the healing work. We're setting up boundaries. We've got safety measures in place. We're working on our limiting beliefs. We're changing some of the thought processes that we have about body image. We are working towards reconciliation in our relationship. We're establishing good communication. We are setting up healthy parameters. We are, you know, working together as a couple, but now like we are approaching this huge elephant in the room and how do we even go there, right? How do we start to reestablish sexual intimacy when we have suffered betrayal? It's one of the deepest wounds that we will ever, ever go through in our lives. And because it is intimate, right? Betrayal is intimate. It is one of those things that uh, it's a tool and a tactic of the enemy to attack us at that intimate level. You know, God created sex as a gift between a married couple, between a man and wife, so that you could have this beautiful, intimate connection between the two of you. And so Satan seeks to destroy that. He seeks to pervert it in every way, shape, and form. And he's done that in society. He really has. And so we see that with the rising addiction of pornography and sexual addiction. We see it with sex trafficking that's out there. We also see it with the amount of affairs. I remember during 2020, during the pandemic, and this has been, you know, going into three years now, but I remember Googling the statistics on affairs during just three months into the pandemic, and there was over 900 million hits on the subject of affairs. It blew my mind at the statistics. And literally back then, it was 78% of married couples were dealing with betrayal. And 56% of that was within the Christian married couples. So we're dealing with a pandemic in and of itself when it comes to sexual intimacy. So we need to tackle this. How do we redeem that part of our lives within our relationship when we are reconciling with our spouse? Well, there's a few things that I want to go over with you today. I want to talk to you about how you can begin to restore that. And I really want to give you a few thoughts to think about today, okay? So this is a great episode also to listen 
with your husband, right? Husbands and wives, go back and listen to this together. It's a great conversation starter. And that's my hope and prayer is it's going to give you something that you can actually discuss to help you move forward. So when it comes to uh, sexual intimacy and restoring that, redeeming it after betrayal, one of the very first things that I want you to understand is there's been this breach, right? There's been this fracture in the department of sexual intimacy within your relationship. Because there's been either, you know, a sexual addiction, pornography, or an affair, it has fractured the relationship. So we are restoring it maybe through counseling, coaching, you're doing your own recovery work, both you and your husband. So you're both doing your recovery work, you're getting healthier, you have healthy boundaries, but now it's time to start moving towards that intimate part of your relationship. And the one of the very first things I want you to understand is this is not going to be easy. I know you're probably sitting there saying, that's not what we wanted to hear, Lisa. (laughs) I get it. But you know me, I'm going to cut to the chase. I'm not going to walk on eggshells and I'm going to be raw, real and honest with you. It's not going to be easy. And the reason why is because most of the time, you both are going to be dealing with fear, you're going to be dealing with shame, you're going to be dealing with anxiety. And those are the top three, right? On the betrayed side, you have a fear of actually connecting again. You have a fear because you're dealing with the fact of, well, what if I have all these thoughts or flashbacks or memories, movies that are going to start playing in my mind once we start to get close again. What if that happens to me? And so this fear creeps in because it's the what if syndrome, right? And Satan loves to use that tactic. He loves to keep us bound by the what ifs. So we have to deal with that head on. We have to recognize that there's probably some fear of what if this creeps into our mind, what are we going to do about it, right? There's also that anxiety of coming back together for the first time after reconciliation. We have that, what is it going to be like? Will it be like it was before? Or is it going to be different? What it, what, what is he going to be thinking? What is she going to be thinking? All of these things start to ruminate in the mind. So there's the anxiety aspect that we deal with. Then there is a shame aspect. Sometimes on the betrayed side, that's due to the comparison of body image with the other person, right? We have a tendency to start comparing. We have those thought processes that come in and say, is he comparing me to her, right? Then there's the betrayer side who is there thinking, "Um, well, I feel so ashamed because of what I did. So there's that shame aspect, right? Now, this can affect you physically. It can affect you physically on the betrayed side to where you start to shut down and you don't even feel like being intimate. You're like, why am I not able to feel attracted to him or her enough so that I can move forward? And then on the betrayer side, we you might be dealing with 
that, um, you know, we call it that anorexia in intimacy or intimacy anorexia, where you're struggling to even feel that attractiveness so that you can move forward into sex, right? So you're struggling with that and it's due to the shame and the guilt. And so what do you do about that? Well, what I want you to do is have a conversation, okay? This is where it's vitally important to talk about it prior to, okay? Now, sex in and of itself, the conversation of sex, seems to be one that is very difficult in a married relationship. Why is that? Well, I believe that Satan wants to keep it that way. He doesn't want us to have a healthy conversation about sex because he knows if we're able to converse about it in a healthy way, then we're going to be able to move forward in a healthy relationship sexually and that gift that God has given to us will reignite. And he doesn't want that because he sought to steal, kill, and destroy it between you as a married couple. He chose to pervert it in his own way, and he would rather it stay damaged. However, one of the most healthiest things you can do is have a conversation prior to. Now, this is where the two of you and I'm going to use a need any moment here, okay? And if any of you have ever heard me talk about that on prior episodes, this is where you actually schedule time. And that might be worth doing an episode on altogether. And I think I just might do that. Where a need to need moment is where you actually schedule time. Where you get away from the house, you're not at home, and you're not on a date. But you actually schedule maybe time to go for coffee or your favorite park, somewhere where you can sit across from each other knee to knee. Your knees are touching. You're looking at one another. And you're there for the sole purpose of communication. You are having a healthy communication about a certain situation that the two of you as a team need to come together and discuss and come up with a plan to tackle it together in a very healthy way. This is where you have each other's back. You're learning how to problem solve together as a healthy team, and then you implement it. So you're at this need any moment, and you are there to discuss your sex life. You're there to discuss discuss the fact that you are desiring to be intimate with one another again and what are the possible pitfalls that you might be facing. Are the two of you facing fear? What are your fears about it? Talk about it. Communicate it to one another and then help one another by saying, okay, here's our fear as almost like an object between the two of you. Here's the fear that we're dealing with. How can we as a couple help one another to distinguish and diminish this fear so that it doesn't control us anymore? How can I help you to not be fearful in this? What can I do to help minimize this for you? Vice versa, right? 
then you can tackle the shame aspect and the anxiety over it. And once again, you come to each other and say, okay, I hear you. This is what I hear you saying. You're anxious because you are concerned that I'm going to compare you to the other person. Well, how can I help you feel better about that? How can I help you in that moment? What do I need to be looking out for when you start to feel ang anxious? And how can I help you diminish that anxiety? This is where, again, you're problem solving. You are talking about it prior to so that you can actually address some of these issues before you even get to the bedroom, right? Okay, so now that you've discussed it, well, now it's time to actually plan it. And I know you're like, wait a minute, plan it? Schedule it? Put it on the schedule? Are you serious, Lisa? Yes, I'm serious. Because the reality is the very first time that you are intimate after betrayal, beautiful, it can be difficult. And let's just call it as it is. And it can be difficult due to the circumstances that caused the fracture in the first place. There's been a betrayal, right? So now there's all of the components that you've discussed prior, but they're still probably going to be there. And that very first time could be very awkward. Let's just call it as it is. It could be awkward. So plan it schedule it. Maybe schedule a time to get away for the weekend. Maybe to go to a beautiful place, not in not some place that you went to prior, right? Because you're beginning a brand new relationship. You're not entering into the old relationship that's dead and gone. You are actually formulating a new relationship. So sex is going to be brand new. This is a brand new relationship, right? So while you may know one another in a lot of ways because you have history, this is a brand new relationship. So schedule time to be a way to make it special and then realize that it may be a little awkward and that's okay. You're both going into this to actually kind of almost get the first one over with, so to speak. And I know that kind of sounds strange, but at the same time, that first time being awkward, you might want to just get it on the schedule so that you can kind of deal with it and get through with it, right? And let me just be raw and real with you here. My first time with my husband after betrayal was not easy. I broke down and I cried right in the middle. And it was difficult. It really, really was. So what are some of the things that helped during that moment? Well, some of the things that helped was my husband was patient. And I will say, be patient with one another. Patience is crucial. It is key when you are rebuilding sexual intimacy after betrayal. So he was patient. And one of the great things that he did for me when I started to cry and the anxiety started going through the roof and I felt like I was panicking is he looked eye to eye. And he said, hold on, I've got you. It's just you and me. And I will tell you, that was huge. That connected us. 
it brought me back to the present moment and the the thoughts that were going haywire, the flashbacks, the memories, everything that was trying to take over in that instance when he grabbed my face with his hands and he said, look at me, look at me in my eyes. It's just us. The two of us, we're here together. We are here. It's just us. That grounded me and brought me back to the present. And sometimes that's what needs to happen. That's why I say, communicate some of these things prior. Talk about what you might need in the moment, right? And then have that game plan. And while that might sound crazy because we are in a society that, you know, Hollywood takes sex and they put it in this arena of spontaneity and everything is so perfect and it's unscripted. Beautiful, that's not reality. That's the movies. That's Hollywood. And they have so perverted things in such a way to where it is, you know, they put it at a level where it actually causes our expectations to go throwing out the window. And a lot of times we're left disappointed. Well, let's just kick all of Hollywood out, right? Let's just say the heck with Hollywood. And let's just take back and redeem sex as the gift that God meant it to be. And let's redeem it. If that means scheduling it, if that means talking about it prior to so that we can now get through the awkwardness of it, so that we can now start to enjoy this gift that God gave us, then let's do that. Now, I will also say that that leads me to my third point recognize that this is a gift that's been given by God. It is a gift that you need to go after and redeem. There's a whole book of the Bible, the Song of Solomon, that is dedicated to sexual intimacy. And if you've not read it as a couple, I would say go for it, okay? Just read it to one another. It is such a beautiful sentiment of a husband and a wife and their journey of sexual intimacy together and the beautiful gift that it's meant to be. Now that leads me to my fourth little key point here. Invite God into the sexual part of your relationship. Now that might sound strange to some of you, but it shouldn't. Because God is the one that created sex. He's the one that, you know, had this in mind. And he created it not just for procreation, but he created sex as a good gift between the husband and the wife. And, you know, I always joke around when I used to do couples counseling. And I used to say that, you know, God is just so awesome when he was creating this gift that he created it in such a way to where, you know, the husband and wife, he caused these nerve endings to be so on fire to where we experience this euphoria that is beautiful between one another. And he wanted that for us because it is a connection between a man and a wife, a husband and a wife, like none other. And sex is a connection. It's not just about the physical intimacy, which is my next key point. It's not just about the physical intimacy. 
It's about the deep connection that it brings. It's a connection that is almost indescribable. And it connects you at such a deep level. And God created it that way so that you would desire one another to continue to love and cherish each other each and every day. That's why you invite God in. So how can you do that? Let me get back to that point. Well, you invite him in by maybe praying together about your sex life. And that might sound strange to some of you, but why not? Why not? God created this. He gave it to you. Why not pray about your sexual intimacy? Why not invite God in? Why not before you go into that beautiful chamber of the bedroom together in the marriage bed, why not pray and say, God, we invite you into our time together and we pray that the connection would be so deep and so blessed that it would be like nothing we've ever experienced before. Make it such a connection that deeply solidifies the covenant that you created for us. Invite God in and recognize it as the connection he chose it to be for you. And the other thing that I want to talk to you about is that there is no right way to reconnect sexually after betrayal. There really isn't. I know that we look and say, okay, is there a checklist that we could check off, Lisa, to do it right so that it would be this, you know, over-the-top beautiful thing, kind of like a re-honeymoon again? I wish I could say that there was, but there's not. And to really be honest, some honeymoons are not that great. (laughs) I mean, you know, they can be awkward. They really can. And some can be, you know, this beautiful thing. But if you look back, sex is supposed to be something that grows and expands as we grow and mature together as a couple. Our sex life should actually get better over time not worse. I know that it waxes and wanes due to circumstances, due to the fact that we may have children, we may end up with physical issues in our life. But really, over time, for a couple who is connecting and growing together, sex can be a very beautiful thing. And that's what God intended it to be. So desire it that way and choose to bring God into the equation so that you can move back into the gift of sex as God intended it to be. So there is no right way to resume sexual intimacy after an affair, but there are several mistakes that you as a couple can make along the way. And, you know, that's where expectations come in. If you, you know, expect too much, right? Also, if you dive in too quickly uh, when you are seeking to recover and reconcile after your affair, if you dive in too quickly, that can cause a lot of problems. So you've got to be very strategic. And one of the most, um, I would say, the most common obstacles to resuming that sexual intimacy after betrayal is your mind. 
especially for the betrayed, right? That's where we're dealing with flashbacks, images, whether they're real or even perceived. It can cause intrusive thoughts that interrupt the experience during the, in, the early stages of re, reintroducing your sex to one another. Um, and this is where you've got to have that plan in place. And that might look like, okay, when we start to come back together, let's make sure that we have eye-to-eye -eye contact, that we are present with one another, that we are talking to one another maybe, we are sharing our struggles, right? If we are dealing with images during that time, then be vocal. Tell your spouse what you are dealing with. And the other one, be very empathetic and help each other through this. Listen and express empathy, compassion, and care during this time period. The other thing that I want to tell you with a few thoughts that I want to leave you with today is Deciding when to resume sexual intimacy after you've dealt with infidelity is a deeply personal choice. There's no right timing and it's different for each and every couple. I will say that I often encourage couples to take a 90-day respite, a 90-day break from having sex, putting that pressure on yourself in order to reestablish an emotional connection before you try to reestablish a physical connection. You know, when you have gone through betrayal, there is a broken emotional connection. You're not communicating anymore. You're not, um, you know, allowing the vulnerability of showing emotion or connecting emotionally. And that is crucial when it comes to reconnecting sexually. Men, of course, you know, we know that men are visual, physical, women are emotional. And each of us, men and women, have that emotional component. We do at different moments, but we both desire deeply to have that emotional connection. So that's why it's important to reestablish that first before you reestablish the physical intimacy of your relationship. So oftentimes, Taking a 90-day break is very beneficial. Now, number one, it's beneficial for those who are dealing with um, pornography, sexual addiction. It gives them a time period or a timeout where their bodies can reset, their bodies can actually detox also with those who have had an affair. You go through the same thing. Your body needs a rest. Your body needs a reset and a detox just as well. This 90-day period can offer that. And during that time period, you can start reestablishing communication as a couple. You can start learning great healthy boundary techniques. And you can establish that emotional connection so that when you get to the point where you're ready to go back into the physical aspect of your relationship, you're more connected. And it can actually take some of the pressure off because you're communicating better and you can deal with some of the issues before you even attempt that first time together. So 
I know this was a lot today and we went over a little bit. We generally don't do long episodes like this, but this was one of those episodes that I knew needed to be out there in the airwaves because I've had a lot of conversations about it. And I hope this helped. And I really am praying that as a couple, you'll go back and re-listen to it and it will open up a conversation for you. And if you have questions about any of this, that you're like, Lisa, you know, this brought up a lot of questions as we were talking about it. Send me a speak pipe below in the show notes. Ask the question. I'll be glad to do another episode and actually address some of those for you. Yes, we are diving deep into some issues, but you know what? When it comes to betrayal, when it comes to recovering and healing from betrayal on both sides, we really need to address the hard issues so that we can heal completely to rediscover who we are and to actually enjoy our lives again. So beautiful until next time. I pray this blessed you. Share it out with those who really need it. And thank you so much from the bottom of my heart for being a loyal listener. See you next time. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.